Hey Adam, can you teach me how to beatbox? Noob Dev Talks. Yay! What up? This is the Noob Dev Talks podcast. Once again, my name is Adam Not Cheese, aka Adam Reed. And with me as always, Jose Rivera. Today, we bring you a pioneer on the podcast, the first female engineer. Her name is her name is Megan Lowe. She has a bachelor's from Berkeley uh, in sociology. She was also the president of the ukulele club at her community college. Um, and we're glad to have her. She's a software engineer, associate software engineer at Olive in San Francisco. And yeah, Megan, aka Bacon, aka Omega, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, everyone. I'm so happy to just be there. And this podcast is long overdue, like for real. We've been talking about this for like two months ago. Yeah, we initially connected and then we're like, oh, we should have you on the podcast. And then we just continued talking. Like you've been on the, on the, like you've been in contact with us for like roughly two months and we just haven't had a chance to kind of fit you in the schedule but here we are yeah this is really exciting especially being like the first female engineer on this podcast we're gonna have so much to talk about let's see so you were a swimmer uh well you still swim right i still swim like um yeah in the mornings for fun for, i mean like mostly for exercise so yeah okay but let's get into the meat of this I'm okay. gonna ask you a pretty loaded question. Um, okay. Well, loaded in quotation marks, but what has your experience been like as a an immigrant from Hong Kong, getting into the U.S. and then transitioning into this? You know, because you you had your degree in sociology. What mm-hmm. kind of like made you transition into coding and this whole new tech world? Okay, um, that's a very quoted loaded question. Um, I guess like I, if you guys don't mind, I would also share with the audience like you know starting from like the beginning to like um, my journey right now because I've been in the states for almost like six years. Like six years is like you know a lot of things have happened. Um, so again, I came here as an immigrant. Actually, I came to the states as an international student, mm-hmm. and then um, like you know like later on, I got my green card because of like family fees and stuff like that which we have waited for like more than 10 years to get that green card um yeah it's crazy right like it just takes forever to take that, that but like we're so happy to be here um yeah like i think throughout my time in the states um so i first lived in seattle before i right now i'm in the san francisco bay area um i personally experienced like maybe a few like discriminations like here and there uh, initially, I thought, you know, would it be because I'm an Asian? But then I realized that, well, I speak with an accent, you know, like um, people know that I'm not from here. And I feel like, you know, in so many ways, I just feel discriminated because I'm a foreigner. And I think that really, I guess like it gave me like a really like a different perspective, like seeing things, especially like um, I came here when I was like 16. So I was still pretty, I consider like pretty young, I think. And I came to the States with like no expectation, to be honest. Like, I have to be honest, I don't have to, I, ha- I didn't have a lot of like culture shock, to be honest. I came here, I'm like a sponge, you know, like I'm here to learn like anything. I'm here to learn the American culture, whatnot, you know? Um, 
yeah and so i was just I, I guess like on I was also really active on Facebook and I was like you know I was w- watching reading a lot of like articles about like racism and like I was always trying to seek for answers for like my experience as an immigrant as an Asian as in like foreigner stuff like that and yeah and that's how I started getting getting into like sociology in college and that's why I got a bachelor on that just because I was just amazed with the American culture or like the social issues that I faced that I've seen, I've heard in this country, which I would never ever face in Hong Kong, just because, you know, obviously we've got so many Asians in Hong Kong, like, which is the majority of it. <laughs> like, that is not something that I would like face at all. And so I'm just absolutely intrigued by everything I've seen in America, like for real. So that's why I got a sociology degree, but um, which is unrelated to why I'm transitioning to like the tech world, to be honest. Um, but about that, it's just I um, I took a few like programming classes um, in college and being in tech is always always my I guess my goal as a kid but in Hong Kong it's like um, tech is super male dominated like I think I'm not sure about the situation right now but for sure like back in the days um, it's very male dominated even in school like because I went to a girl a traditional girls school we don't really have too much focus on that as well we have like what do you call it a like, computer class which we learn all those like microsoft like excel and stuff like that but like yeah. not really exactly about like like teaching you how to program you know like we we do a lot of like we have this like extra class which is like um we we learn how to cook we learn how to sew we learn to you know all those like traditional housewife roles we have to learn all that like back in like probably before ninth grade and I don't hate it, but I just wish that like, you know, I want to learn something that is considered like more like traditional male role as in like, I want to learn how to do like carpentry. I want to learn how to fix cars. I want to learn how to like assemble like computers, like stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm just all about that. And I think seeing there's a chance here in the United States, which is, you know, we always say like people come to America to pursue for like American dream. And um, I see the second opportunity where I have a chance to actually learn programming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I really fell in love with it. And I'm, I'm sorry that it's like a super long story, which is so like non-tech related in some way. Um, but yeah, I think that is how I actually got into tech. So yeah. And that sounds great. Oh, it was no, no, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how was your Go time ahead, Adam. Flatiron School? My, I'm sorry, my time in the Flatiron School? Yeah, me and Jose took a different boot camp. We took one out with 2U and Trilogy at the University of Texas. So we're just wanting to know right. like, how was it different? What was your experience like at Flatiron? I guess like, I, I think it would be helpful if you guys can also provide some of the contents of like, you know, how it's like for you guys in your boot camp. Do you mind to share a little bit over here? Well, we did like, <laughs> at the beginning, we just did basic HTML, CSS. Uh, uh-huh. Then we moved into JavaScript. Uh, after that, we started messing with backend, so MySQL, NoSQL, um, right. a small smidgen, I think, of Postgres, but not much. Uh, and then, for some reason, we did handlebars. I don't know why they showed us handlebars. We don't use yeah. that ever. Um, but then after that, we started doing like full stack applications with React. Uh, of course, right. we had our few projects in between the three months, but mm-hmm. predominantly just the Mern stack. Yeah, they. For I think for handlebars they introduced handlebars as like an intro to React because it was oh, like the, okay. 
like a pre pre react type thing. Right. Um, but we were we were introduced to react like a week before our final project. Oh. Uh, and our final project had to had to be in react. So we had like a week to like get used to react and then like make a project to present it in front of everybody. So that was that was a pretty tight schedule, but it kind of forced everybody to like, okay, we got to learn this quick. Um, wow, that is crazy. Like I like based on what you said, it's like it seems like you guys have learned something really different from what I learned in Flatiron for those like three months, you say three months, right? Oh wait, because yeah. I'm I'm looking here and you you did a 15 week. Ours was 12, right, Adam? Yeah. Yeah, yeah ours was three months. Okay, yeah. Then. So, yeah, yeah. So ours was three weeks shorter than yours. That is I, dude. Like this is crazy because like um before we we went into this like 15 week like intensive program, we we are required to finish like um 80 hour worth of like pre. What do you call it? Like pre pre work, like yeah, yeah. Pre work. We, we were also sent stuff like that. I'm not. I'm, I don't really remember like how much we had to do of it because I. Nothing. Yeah, because I I signed up. I and, and I I'm not kidding. Like our our boot camp started like March 12th, I think. Okay. And I quit my job like the the Friday or like or Friday or Thursday before that Monday. Okay. So I literally had like zero time. Oh wow, that is intense. Wow, okay. Yeah. Because like we're also required, okay. Well, okay, I kind of want to like step back a little bit because before the pre-work, we also have to do some sort of like, uh, what do you call it, like a preparation, maybe like 40 hour worth of like preparation for like quote unquote like the tech interview to join a bootcamp, like something like that. Um, yeah, wait, like wait, wait. so you had you had to interview before what? joining? Yeah, we do. That's why Holy okay. Crap. okay. Okay, that's why okay, that's why <laughs> I chose like flat iron because um I like the fact that they would quote unquote like interview you first before joining. So it sounds more competitive to join, right? Like it sounds okay. to me it okay. is. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, it's, so it's like a like a screening process to weed out the weak ones. Y yeah. <laughs> if you have to put it that way, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, like we did like a 40 hour thing, uh, which we learned like HTML, CSS, maybe a little bit on Ruby on Rails. I'm sorry, not Ruby on Rails or Ruby. Um, just to like prep ourselves to like so-called like tech interview. Um, I remember I postponed that interview for at least a whole month because I was so scared of like what they're going to ask me. But turns out it was just like the stuff that we have to do. We had to do on, uh, what do you call that? Like on the uh, preparation, which is basically you're revisiting the code that you wrote. And then they just want you to add like maybe like a simple for loop, and that's pretty much it for the interview. Um, and yeah, after that, I got a, I got like quote unquote, I got approved or like uh, I got accepted to the boot boot camp. And we started with this like whole like eighty hour pre work stuff to do, which we learned like HTML, CSS. Um, they have, I think they may, they they let you choose if you want to focus on doing the Ruby stuff or you want to do like JavaScript stuff. I remember I started with like JavaScript just because it's a very like I, I I mean I we know JavaScript and it looks easier to me. So I remember I just did a lot of like JavaScript before the bootcamp, mm -hmm. and then um, yeah they wanted to make sure that you finish that eighty hour uh, pre work before letting you join a cohort. I like I don't remember much anymore, but that's somewhat that's somewhat in my memory. That's like that. Like if you don't finish it, they're gonna push you. They're gonna put you in another cohort. 
And I remember I was like those people who like procrastinated like so a lot, and I almost didn't make it. Just saying, I almost didn't make it to the to my cohort because I was like procrastinating.、Um, oh, just a little contest for the audience out there. I started bootcamp in late August, so we're talking about I graduated or like I finished college, or、like、I finished my last semester or the、like、summer semester.、Uh, I finished all my classes in July, and so I actually have like a whole month before I join a bootcamp. And this was last、so. year, right? That was last year, yes.、Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so,、um, talking about like going to bootcamp after the P work, we got his cohort.、Um, we started with、uh, Ruby on Rails, Ruby and Ruby on Rails. We, I think, we spent maybe like half the time on that. So we just learned a lot of like boot, I'm sorry,、uh, backend stuff. I remember they also introduced us、uh, Sinatra. I don't know if you guys heard of it.、Um, yeah. So it's like sounds、um, familiar. It's actually really cool because like we all know like Frank Sinatra, right? And even、oh, the、yes. program when you end the program, they have this like you know this like super like twenties like thirties like mic at the、mm-hmm. end of the program. It's like super cute to me. It's super cute, <laughs> and it's like it's like a it's like an intro to Ruby because there's there have like there's so many things that are so similar, and I think that makes Ruby today. You know, I think from Sinatra to Ruby, I'm not really sure about that, but I think that is. What happened?、Um, I also remember we learned maybe like a week of SQL、um, just to get a gist because like later on when we learn Ruby on Rails,、um, they I think they 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 yeah they kind of like integrate like SQL into Ruby on Rails so you don't have to write any like SQL like code.、Um, yeah, so I do not remember how to write SQL, but when I see it, yeah, when I see it, I knew that is SQL. You know, like when you do Ruby on Rails. And yeah, I love Ruby on Rails because like it's an API API only like application, which is like super simple if you just want to build an API.、Um, and then moving on to JavaScript, I think we spent like three weeks on JavaScript,、uh, just learning basic. We even did, we even did like a full stack on like just JavaScript and Ruby on Rails.、Mm-hmm. And then for the last like three weeks, we spend the time on React before we jump into the final project. So yeah, that's pretty much the curriculum of like Flatiron. That's that's a lot more like detailed and, and exclusive、yeah. than ours was. Ours was like you pay the money that you need to pay, and like <laughs> I think maybe we had like a, like an informational phone call,、yeah. um, <laughs> and then they like they they send you all this stuff to like make an account on 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 their like they had a, a website they used to use for you to like. Click on the link、uh, to join the Zoom and like look at your grades and all this stuff and like that was pretty <laughs> much it. But look, th- to to be fair, I think the the process that Flatiron has is is better to weed, like I said before, to weed out the 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 weaker links because in our boot camp, like in our cohort specifically,、yep. we started with like forty ish people and we end forty something and we ended up with like twenty something. What? So, like, like half the people quit? Essentially, half the people dropped. Oh wow! We had times where just with HTML, we、right. were getting held up by a lot of the cohort, by like maybe like ten,、wow. fifteen people, and we were just、yeah. on HTML. And then when、wow. we, once they brought in CSS, oh no! 
Oh wow. no. It, it was just yeah. a lot of people weren't prepared for, you know, like actually being a developer. And they, yeah. they oh they wow. Weren't, they weren't it's like reality hard. reality hits like oh, so yeah. hard. That moment. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and honestly I'm glad that if they couldn't handle that that they dropped because introducing javascript inter introducing react and all these things like it, it got a lot more complex than yeah. like basic html and css you, you know i i when you guys mentioned that you only spent a week on react i was really really surprised i you're not the only people who've told me that your bootcamp only offer like one week of like react stuff because during our, my time in flatiron they since the beginning of the bootcamp they've been like warning us about like react you know, be like, I, I mean, warning may not be a very like uh, positive word to say, but like, you know, they actually keeps telling us that React is gonna be really tough. That's what they keep telling us. It's like React is gonna be really tough. It's like, it's like climbing on a mountain, like a really steep mountain. You have to keep climbing, and then like once you understand how React works, everything works really smoothly. That's what they told us. Like since, and not really the beginning of a uh, bootcamp. I'm sorry, like beginning of like JavaScript. That's what yep. they keep telling us. Like they keep, I guess like they keep getting into our heads. Be like, you know, React is gonna be hard. React is gonna be hard. You know, that's what they keep telling us. So I, that's why I'm like, I'm really surprised. You only spent like one week on React. That is crazy. How do you guys even do that? We had no life. No. <laughs> that was that was literally our entire life up until oh like gosh. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, like that, that is was, crazy. That was it. We just devoted a lot of time, even like because we had time in the boot camp to work on our last project, like during the right. Um, yeah. Even outside of like those eight hours that we would already spend together, there was already yeah. another four or five outside of boot camp hours every day where wow. we were still working on stuff. It was more than a full-time job. It was it nuts. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, like, it sounds like anyone who goes to boot camp may spend like even like say like 60 hours per week or even more just working not i mean 60 is like underrated i'm, I'm sorry understated i mean like maybe 80 hours per oh, week yeah. right yeah i think jose, that's what yeah let's go for it sorry yeah go for it no, me and jose sat together for many endless nights okay wow. i'm talking we would have homework that we had to do and we would yeah. sit there together and work on it until probably like midnight. We had a couple sessions where it was until about midnight because we would start, uh, we would try starting some of the homework uh, towards like the end of like our session at the boot camp for the day. Yeah, yeah. And we would just drill it all night into the next day. Literally like sleep deprived, like literally. This and is we, crazy. Actually, like we, I think we slept maybe like six hours a day, maybe, maybe five for maybe. about three months, I think. Wow. I got, is... I got so out of shape during the boot camp because I literally <laughs> had I had no time. Like I could I could not run, I could not do anything because wow. I was like computer, get off, eat, shower, bed. Okay. You know? Let me just say this to everyone out there. I feel like these two guys are super solid. Like I've seen them cold. And I'm like, these these two, they actually put you can tell they put a lot of work in like throughout the job search, even in bootcamp and stuff, because I'm like in a totally different shape. As in like, when I was in bootcamp, I think towards maybe the third modules, we're talking about maybe the ninth week of the bootcamp. I literally just work like only 40 hours per week. That's it. I only go to bootcamp. I even slack off on my bootcamp. Um, I even have time for yoga or like for like go out for a walk because I just don't give a fuck to this bootcamp. Like <laughs> at one point. 
Like, seriously. <laughs> All right, Megan, just lay it out. Just vent. You just gotta let it out. I'm just like, because, okay, for the first module, oh, sorry, like, for the people out there who doesn't know much about Flatiron curriculum, it's like we have separated the flat, I'm uh, sorry, the, the uh, bootcamp into like five modules. Um, so like each module is like three weeks long. First week, we're gonna learn all this. It's like fire hosting this. It's like, it's, we're gonna learn a bunch of stuff. Second week, we're gonna do like a code challenge. And third week, we, uh, we have like a project to work on. So by the time we graduate from bootcamp or Flatiron, we already have like five projects in hand. I'm sorry, like for the fifth module, we spend the entire three weeks just working on the final project. So that's pretty much like the Flatiron curriculum. Yep. And so basically what happened to me is that well, I'm sorry, like the photo schedule is also like from nine to six. So it's like, it's not like, an, it's not like a nine to five, like eight hour. We actually do it like nine to six, including like one hour lunchtime. Um, so basically the first module and the second module, I was very dedicated. I actually spent a lot of time like learning stuff. And I, but I think starting from like JavaScript, which is the third module of the curriculum, I started really, really just, I barely spend much time outside of uh, bootcamp, like the normal bootcamp hours. Just because I started to feel like I'm really, really tired of this and I'm constantly feeling burnout to the point that I started feeling depressed. Like as in not really like it showed I started to show some symptoms of like depression. Mm -hmm. And so like I think that's where I realized that like I, I know that I'm not quitting for sure. I still want to do programming. I still have a passion for it, but I just don't want to keep I don't want to be burned out by the end of the boot camp, you know? And so that was kind of like my strategy, just be like, you know, I want to like step away. I'm, I'm constantly stepping away from the computer um, just to, you know, just to rewind, uh, just to like, I guess, like re-energize myself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I'm just like, I'm just really, really impressed whenever people like yourself, like telling me that you spend like a good, like 80 hour, even more per week in a bootcamp, just like dedicating yourself to do like, learning stuff like you know i'm, I'm really to, amazed Megan. yeah that was <laughs> our situation no other option it was either we succeed at this or we are going to be homeless in like 12 months oh my gosh. probably less. essentially yeah because yeah, yeah. adam and i we both quit our jobs right uh, like we had literally nothing else right this was our only our only way of like it's just forward there's no there's no other thing like See, nothing like, else you, is happening but this this is like the motivation for you guys you know like i, I mean like it's it's a motivation right where to describe this because like i felt like it's like a motivation to push you guys to really like even to get out of your comfort zone to actually get out of there learn yeah, stuff you know it's, i mean it's literally literally surviving it, there's no <laughs> word for it we were surviving it's definitely wow. a kick in the ass to make you do stuff. Like even if you yeah. feel like you're drained and you're done, it's yeah. that you're not really done. Do you want to be homeless, yeah, Adam? Yeah. I don't think so. Because <laughs> I mean, we're we're literally here right now, and we got we got loans, we got stocks, we got like yeah. it, there there's stuff that there's things that we decisions that we made for right. for this boot camp and for this change of career to yeah. to happen that we could not afford to miss it we cannot it's afford like to, yeah to fail. if you yeah it's like you need to make it like you can't even lose it you just have to make it right like make it yeah. all the way okay there's no other Let's option see. there's no, no other option no other option wow yeah. and i am so, not going back to being a pizza delivery boy <laughs> so, is that what your previous job is adam no that was my so before i quit so i used to work for a stock transfer company uh -huh. and like 
essentially I would just take calls all day, helping people with their stock, telling them where to move it, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, how to fill out forms, how to get logged in. It was very repetitive because like I already knew all the stuff and I wasn't learning constantly. And yeah. I knew that if I stayed in that job, I will be severely, severely down with myself. Right. And I know I right. can do more, just like Jose can do more. So I mm -hmm. uh, just, uh, it's just not engaging work. Uh, but before that, before I got the gig at uh, the stock transfer place, I, I used to just do restaurant work. I've been a bus boy, wow. kitchen prep. Um, you know, that's really it. That, that's all I knew. And then I got a job at Pizza Hut. All I did was deliver pizzas. And then I got a job at the stock transfer place, which I think right. that's the one thing. Cause you know, I don't have a bachelor's. I have an associate's. I don't have a okay. master's or anything like that. I literally have an associate's in liberal arts. So my resume has to speak for me like a little yeah. bit more than others. So yeah. my whole job thing, cause I don't think I'm, if I go back to school, it's gonna be for computer science more than likely. But mm -hmm. for the time being, uh, I like my resume to show that, you know, I can do more and I expect more out of myself. So whenever you right. look at mine, it's like I did very low level restaurant jobs. And then uh -huh. I did another low level restaurant job. Then I did stock transfers and that's a mm -hmm. whole, it gets nuts. I'm just going to say this, yeah. it gets insane, yeah. very stressful. Uh, but I did that and now I am a programmer. No, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm on. I'm on the same boat that Adam is on. I mean, I don't even have a degree. All I have are trades. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a licensed electrician and like plumber and like all all these different trades that I, I was working on. But like I don't have any degree. So my yeah. my resume and like the the work that we were doing really had to stand out because yeah. I had nothing to back it up. I just want to tell everyone out there, for those who are like college dropout, if you're like haven't been to college, look at these two guys. They are, they got a job right now as a programmer, as an engineer, you, you know, like I've talked to like several people who are like college dropout telling me that they felt the insecurity of not going to college, not being able to go to college, not having a college degree. It really like make them feel really not confident in themselves, think that like they got rejected because of their like not having a college degree. Look at these two guys. They made it. You see that? Yeah. yeah I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a community college dropout, by the way. So even even lower, <laughs> not even like a state school. Yeah, I mean, like, I have to be very honest for people out there. It's like, you know, even though, like, uh, I think Jose just now, he intros me, like, you know, with, uh, I, I go to Berkeley, whatnot, you know, like, of course, like, top five public school in the world or whatever, but... <laughs> all right, all like, right, show off, show off. I feel like, I feel like I'm low-key bragging. I'm so sorry, that's not <laughs> what I'm trying to do. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, um, a lot of people have this like perception be like, oh yeah, you go to Berkeley, of course you be, you get a job like way easier because you go to like the top school, you know, but mm -hmm. honestly, that's not the case. Like I think even for people like myself who didn't, because I also didn't graduate with a CS degree, I also have right. to grind, I have to grind as hard as like all the, all the bootcamp grads out there. You know, it took me like seven months to find my current job. And I, I constantly put myself out there. I constantly have to make contents because that's, that's what I enjoy doing as well. You know, you still gotta grind. Like, don't be like, because you see someone who graduated from Berkeley, who graduated from like Ivy League, just feel like, you know, we're, I don't, I feel like a lot of people like myself, we still feel like, we feel a lot of like imposter syndrome. We probably feel the same way 
as many people out there feel like you know we still feel like we're not enough we still feel like we're not smart enough we have so many feelings like you know being someone who came from like a top school doesn't really i guess like doesn't make me doesn't make us more privileged you know and or like i don't know i feel like i'm just like rambling stuff but yeah, yeah i want to i want to point something out now that you said so regardless of if it's a person that they have a uh, I'm going to use the computer science degree for an example. Regardless if it's a computer science grad or if it's someone that graduated from from a boot camp, like what matters the most is the information that you already know, like the things mm -hmm. that you already have in your head, that knowledge, that's great and that's really yeah. important. But I think that what's even more important than that is your capacity to learn and your yeah. your way of thinking, the way that you're wired because yeah. if you can have so much information in your head and have so much knowledge but if you if you're trash at processing yeah. information and at learning new things you're gonna be maybe you last a couple years but you're mm -hmm. not gonna be there for too long on the other hand let's suppose that you know absolutely nothing that you know yeah. zero but if if you have the mindset to grind it out and to and to get learn what you need to learn you're going to succeed and and that's that's just the way that it is and then i think that applies to every single field and almost right. anything in life so if we're you we're if you're really not deep a boot here wow yeah yeah so like <laughs> if if you're planning on going to the boot camp or if you're a current boot camp graduate and even if you're a computer science grad like nothing puts you above anybody else yeah So sure. what you really have to to make sure that you focus on is make sure that you kind of perfect or you have your system set up where mm -hmm. you know how you learn, where you yeah. know how you take in information, where you know what's the, the optimal way for yep. you to succeed in whatever you're doing. I think that's the, the key thing to take out of this. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to piggyback on that as well is that um, when... Like the confidence is the key. I think with what Jose is mentioned, like also like saying, you know, like with the things that you've learned, those things are gonna give you confidence. And I think when you go to like interviews, um, even though you feel like you don't know enough, but if you present yourself as a very confident person, it also give confidence to your interviewer. Be like, you actually know some stuff. You know, you know some shit. And I think throughout that process, It's like, you know, throughout the process of like building that confidence, I think it's really important to constantly do like self-reflection in a way to also acknowledge what is your strength. If your strength is always about, is, is about like how good you're communicating or how good a communicator you are, use that as a leverage. And for me is that when I was doing job searching, what I found my confidence in is that I'm actually really good at like making contents, like especially like on social media, like LinkedIn. And that's how I kind of like use the strength that I have I put myself out there. I share my, I guess I share a bit of my like vulnerability like out there for people to see. People relate to what I, people relate to my struggles and that's how I got connected. But um, also in a way, I'm just, I'm not trying to encourage that like you need to have a like, LinkedIn presence, not encourage that you need to have that online presence, but you just need to find that strength that you can build that confidence on. So yeah. Yeah, I think for, for Adam and I, this what we're doing right now this podcast has been incredibly like beneficial for the both of us um as well as you know us getting together and like working on 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 stuff like we we we've used uh discord and like meeting up together and working on things to keep each other accountable 
and to continue to like motivate each other to to keep doing what we were doing and this talking to people through through the podcast has has just kept the fire going you know um, i'm not gonna lie though jose it's not all kisses and rainbows okay? <laughs> oh well you yeah know, there's, there's there's shitty times oh uh, yeah. you know. there definitely is mainly just there's getting discouraged that's the hardest part to kind of wrap your mind around even though you get a mess ton of rejections it doesn't mm-hmm. matter it took mm-hmm. me and jose when did we graduated in june yeah june six so five months it took us five months of applying every single day almost every day and Mm -hmm. us trying to network meet people and just get our names out there really yeah and like it just it took five months if we would have just gave up in like month three fuck so many people did that actually so many people just quit on month three or month four so many people so the fact that we all made it to this point where we got the job, you know, it is a huge achievement, a huge accomplishment. We should all just give ourselves like a pack in the back, you know, it's just yeah, like, and look, everything, everything happens in one day. Like, yeah, all you need, all you need is one day and yeah. your entire world can change. Jose got exactly. two you know? offers in the same week. Yeah, that is crazy, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. I got I got two offers, one on one on one day and the other one the next day. Yeah, months upon so months of rejection. Also like also like I want to tell people out there, if you have been searching for more than three months or even five months, like myself, like seven months, um, one thing you have to remember, the people you're networking with today, um, they're gonna be, you know, these like it may take you longer to find a job. It may take longer for you to get that one yes. But the people that you're networking today, they're going to be someone that will be there for you. Or, or like if you build a genuine connection with them, mm-hmm. there will be someone that you can one day rely on. So like think about it as a way that you're like increasing your network um, prior to getting a job. Like those people are someone that you can, I guess like, you know, you can be friends with, you can like use them. I mean, sorry, use is a really terrible word, but I'm trying to say like maybe one day you can ask for referral from these people because you have already made that bond and made that like genuine connection with them so like just think of it this way if you're like still out there looking for jobs yeah look uh, and i'm gonna use i'm gonna use what you just said uh because we also mentioned something similar in the last episode with darren it's you have to socialize socializing and networking this is we're gonna put them on the same table so both of the offers came from my connections uh, mm-hmm. reaching out or finding about it but they they were all from my connections and and if it wasn't for those connections i probably would not be working right now or would not have an offer wait, wait, wait hold on hold on oh hold on i have to say one thing for the introverts out there like we have to remember those introverts <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, not a, I'm not an extrovert i'm, I'm introverted I'm an introvert. I think everybody, I think everybody in here is an introvert. We just, we have developed this kind of like way of being able to sell ourselves uh, through a virtual environment that makes us seem. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess being in a virtual environment really like chops off that like fear that introverts have. (laughs) 
Yeah, I feel like right now the pandemic. I mean, we're we're kind of like after pandemic, right? We're like post pandemic, but in ways that like it really really benefits us like introverts to actually put ourselves out there because everything is happening behind the screen. So yeah. like we don't have to like you said like you know it really chops off a lot of things for us like you know all we have to do just put ourselves there like write contents. If you're good at writing, I mean like not everyone's good at writing, but like no matter what, no matter you're a good writer, if you're a good speaker, whatever. Definitely like make use of like LinkedIn a way to like you know share stuff and like I don't know I actually like texting a lot so like texting and build that genuine connection actually makes everything easier I don't know I like that <laughs> as an introvert <laughs> I don't know like what do you guys think <laughs> Come on speak out for the introverts let the introverts hear what we say Come on It's just it's not as bad as. You make if people make it out to be, even if right. you're introverted, uh, you really just have to be yourself. You don't have to have yeah. a facade. You don't have to act like you're something you're not. You just be yourself. Yeah. Most exactly. of the time, like I like talking to people. I have no problem mm -hmm. doing that. But if I don't want to, I just don't. Yeah, we just turn it off. It's completely the socialness is just gone. I'm done. There's mm -hmm. no more. But I've learned to change that since, like, we've been in, me and Jose have been in, like, what, like, three or four different cohorts. I've gotten very used to, like, just, you know, talking to new people. It's no problem anymore. And I personally, maybe because we're all coming from, like, similar background and in a way that, like, we're all in tech right now. And I, I don't know if you guys agree, like, people in tech is actually very nice. Like, I have nice. met so far. Yeah, I, I mean, even for me, like, I don't, I never really want to use the woman card. But even as a woman out here in tech, I never felt like I've been looked down. I never ever gotten, like, condescending attitude, like, towards me. It's just, like, it's just amazing. Like, I think both, like, Adam and Jose, we're, like, we're all just making friends in the tech community. And the tech community is huge. Yet it's also a very small world. We just like somehow I think uh, I don't know about Adam, but like I know like Jose and I, we have so many like mutual connections on LinkedIn. We we're all like they're all like software engineers, and I think it's just amazing. Like not people are just really nice. They're willing to help, even you ask for ask them for referrals. A lot of them actually willing to give it to you. You know, like as long as you ask nicely. Of course, it's not like sending, hey, can you give me a referral? Of course, we don't say stuff like that. But you know, like of course, ask nicely. Like you know, be yourself. You know, just like that, yeah. <laughs> Anything to add on, guys? Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm just listening. I'm kind of like agreeing with everything. I don't have anything else like to contradict or anything. So, um, I yeah. did. I did wanted to point out when you mentioned Sinatra uh, to clarify for the people that don't know what it is. Sinatra is a, um, and I'm literally reading it off of Google. So, <laughs> Sinatra is a domain-specific language implemented in Ruby that's used for writing web applications, which means that it can fit into any rack-based application stack, including Rails. So it, it essentially handles like HTTP stuff. It's like domain things. Um, but it's apparently like a very good, uh, like beginner friendly type thing. Yeah, I, I, I remember like some, like, cause like my uh, curriculum is more like for in-person, but we end up just doing virtual because of the pandemic. Um, I actually heard from like the online program, like Flatiron people, they told me that they actually have to spend maybe like two weeks, one week on Sinatra, and then they actually have to build a project 
using Sinatra, which is a little bit different for like in-person and online like curriculum out there. But um, actually, I have like a really genuine question that I would love to ask you guys. Um, if anyone asked you if you want to go to like boot camp again, or like if if anyone asked you if they should go to a boot camp or self-taught, what would you say now, like to these people? Uh, I would have a I would have a conversation first. Uh, what their situation is financially, uh, mm-hmm. how their family is, like their living situation. I, w- I would ask these questions to to keep in mind to account for. So, like for example, in my case, like I I sold off enough stocks to cover for for the course and like to like have enough for for myself to live for like at Actually, least six months. Actually, Jose, I'm so sorry. I need to like uh, intervene like, here. I what I'm what I'm also trying to say is that like whether like bootcamp is worth it. I think that is the ultimate question. Like it is, know. it is worth if you're changing into a new career and if you have the money to pay for it. I would definitely say go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, in my in my opinion, if you don't have the money or if you don't have like the opportunity to like go through college completely, then a hundred percent go through bootcamp. I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you you have to make sure that you really want to do it because it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of time. Mm-hmm. What about Adam? What do you like? What, what advice or like? What would you say if people Mine's- ask you that? Mine's a little different than Jose's. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, if you got the money uh, enough to where you're not freaking out and you can just devote time to the boot camp, go for it. Um, I wouldn't say that my boot camp certificate is what is like helping me get a job. I think it just shows people that I know how to code. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, if it's just a hobby for you and you just like to do it in your spare time, continue to do that. Or if you just want to learn in your spare time to get fundamentals down, like basic HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and then take a secondary course after that just to ferment all your knowledge. But I'm like, I'm 50-50 because like a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff that we learned, I guarantee you I could have found a full repo on GitHub and just learned straight from there. But I didn't have that push you know, to actually do it yeah. because I'm working in this other job. I have no, I have no like need to learn this, you know, it's just right. something fun. Uh, but if you are looking to make a major career switch and you just want to go head first, yeah, I would definitely take a boot camp. Interesting. I, I would, I would say that if you do want to take it, like if you do decide to take a boot camp, you have to like cut off whatever else you're doing. Like you ha- or, or have, have a reason to really force you to do it. Because there's there's gonna be times there are gonna come times during the boot camp that you're you're gonna be very close to saying f this I'm done mm-hmm. um, because We've it, all been it's, there. Something, yep. it's something so wildly different from whatever else you've been doing that it's it, you're gonna get to that point whether it's sooner or later there's gonna be a point where you're gonna be like I think I'm really close to quitting. But if you have no other option and you really want to change your life like completely like us. Yeah, if you seriously are like, you know, you can do more, do it, man. Like it's or lady. (laughs) It's perfectly fine if but you have to know that you're going into an endless pit. Okay, Mm -hmm. like it Mm -hmm. will never end. It's not just learning from the boot camp and then you're done. Like, that's just the beginning. That is literally the beginning. 
And I think, yeah, go for it. And you have to account, like I was saying before, you have to account for several months of yeah. job search and nothing because mm-hmm. it's going to happen. You're going to have more than like, I mean, maybe you get a job right after, but more than likely it's going to be several months where you're, you're going to have nothing. That is something that bootcamp don't tell you about, like in oh, their yeah. marketing. Yeah, they don't tell you about that, like how much hard work a lot, like all of us have put as a bootcamp grad, like after bootcamp, just because whatever they teach you in bootcamp is never enough for you to get a job. And like just services okay. are not <laughs> the best. If you're, yeah, if you're, if you're going to bootcamp for the career service, I'm not sure if that's the best choice. Like seriously. Yeah, we would get emails of like 50 different jobs, and they, <laughs> they're like 30 of them would be like senior roles, and yeah. they know we've graduated from a bootcamp. Why are they even sending us this from career services? Maybe, maybe they have bootcamp graduates that you know they've they've been graduates for like three, four years and still have no jobs, so they still send those out just in case. Oh. Yeah, My and I, in the yeah. and I'm just like. Yeah, I'm just sometimes uh, I think someone posted on LinkedIn um, that I think they really call out these like bootcamp saying that like, you know, the, the fact that there is a 90 something percentage of uh, job placement. Most of the time, these job placement is because the bootcamp themselves hire people who graduated, just graduated from their bootcamp. Okay. And that's how they like fill up that like 90 something percent. Yeah, um, it's like it's like uh, for our boot camp, uh, Adam, and like being a tutor or like a, a grader, like a lot of oh, people yeah. do that. A lot of people just sign up and like start working part time for them. Yeah, like I, I'm not sure if you have anyone in your cohort who became uh, who becomes or who became uh, what do you call it? Like a, a, a coach, you know, like I don't is that what you call it? Like the people uh, do you have like a coach and an instructor in your cohort or like in your yeah a ta a teaching assistant yeah right yeah yeah most of the time these ta they're just like they also just graduated from the boot camp and then like they literally have hired these people just to just be a ta and then i remember like going i don't know about your experience but for my experience that like i mean just uh just want to put it out there like uh my coach uh both of my coaches are very knowledgeable but I think one thing, one of the catches from like talking to these coaches, like they don't really have any like industry experience. And so like, yeah, like they know the bootcamp curriculum really well. They may know some of the languages like pretty well as well, because, you know, they spend so much time, maybe a few months or even a year in uh, that same bootcamp to teach like the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But what they lack of is the industry experience. And I remember even from my instructor, um, they are, I, I, I really like them. They are, uh, they are really good, but, um, you know, they, they also have only maybe like two years of experience in the industry and they're already like teaching at boot camps. I mean, like, of course, like, I'm not trying to like stop anyone who want to be a instructor one day, you know, like, oh, of course, after you join uh, the industry for like, a couple of years and you just want to be an instructor, sure, like go for it. But sometimes like, you know, like you just don't really get that like really valuable like, industry knowledge. Yeah, from, but here's like, here's the thing. Uh, when you when you step out into the into the actual industry and you get a job as a software engineer in whatever company, um, you're probably not gonna come back to bootcamp TA because of the salary. So mm-hmm. like 
it's very rare that you find a software engineer with field experience that's a TA because they're just not going to do that for the, for that amount of money. Um, so it, it's probably very, very common to just have recent or relatively recent grads being TAs without having any other experience outside. Yeah, I think it, this is a real, actually really good information for people who are thinking about joining boot camps or like if you're just deciding like self-taught or boot camps. These are the infos, the inside infos we've got as a bootcamp grad. So yeah. Yeah, and and for people, for people that that are trying to decide, there's there's opportunities, there's companies that do offer you a job, and you can start working. It's just you know pesky little contracts that you got to sign for two years or like Rebature. things. Rebature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my so god. Things that things that tie <laughs> you down, things that tie you down. But if you're in dire need of money. It, it, it's available and actually adam and i were pretty close to like applying to one of those oh, before the yeah, offers we were. Yeah, we were. <laughs> keep going jose <laughs> go for it uh, I, I, no I, I mean i'm just glad that we didn't because literally like a week or two later we were like oh a job great fantastic i'm so glad we didn't make that mistake we gave ourselves a deadline we were like we have we, did. we cannot go into the new year without a job like that is not gonna happen it can't happen uh but i almost took a job at uh, another place just like uh messing around with servers you know just putting up servers making sure they work for this company i almost took that job and it would have been practically the same office essentially that i used to work at that i left and i was very close i had my interview set up and everything and then i talked to jose and he was like dude you're not gonna want to do that you're really not I was like, dude, you're fucking right. I don't want to do this. And so I didn't. I'm so glad I talked him out of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, two, three weeks later, then I get this job. Like, yeah, you just got to hold out if you can. Yeah. See, like, I think Jose and Adam, like, also kind of presents a way that, like, you know, having a support buddy is, like, super important. Oh, um yeah, when you're doing job searching, some people like myself, I like to go solo. At the same time, it's like I also actually found like a lot of like, or like I feel like close friends who are going through a similar journey or like same journey as I did. And they, they, I mean, for Adam and Jose, they work to, they work with each other like almost like every day or something. Um, you know, you just need to find these people to keep you sane. You know, when you're doing like job search, like you know, whatever. I, for me, it's that like I actually. Um, I don't know if like my friend Waifley, I hope you're hearing this, listening to this today. Um, I We actually did a collab on, uh, we did like an article collab and we actually got really good um, like feedback from people. We talked, we, we wrote about uh, a big N, is it called big N notation? Yeah, big O. Big O. Oh, big- See, like, this is, this is like, after you get a job, you just don't study data structure. This is what happened. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like we we wrote an article on like big O notation. We wrote an article about like um, what it's like to switch like I mean in JavaScript what it's like to uh, go from like array to string and string to array and stuff like that. Pretty cool stuff, you know. You just gotta find someone or a group of people to help you out like throughout the job search. And you know, like what Adam was talking about is you know how he almost got a really shitty job and look at him now. He's like doing really cool like web developing stuff in this like cool company and Adam, um, you know, I, I'm just like, you know, 
I don't like. I mean, like, I haven't really interacted much with like both Jose and Adam, but like, you know, I've been hearing like really cool stuff from them whenever we got into the conversation, and I'm like, it feels so weird because I sound. It sounds like I'm a host here right now, and you two are like my guests. <laughs> the more you talk, the less we gotta talk. So I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. Like, I'm not. I'm not a host. I, I could be a co-host one day. I might. I might request to be a co-host, but. Today we'll I'm a guest. Happen. We'll make that happen. <laughs> oh yeah, like in those uh those night shows and like people just are guest hosts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Except we don't have that big of an audience. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But oh yeah. Jesus. You don't have to point it out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did you say it? Like you should just keep it low, you know? Like I No, you you should have been like, "Oh no, a lot of people listen to you guys, you know, those nice comments that people say to make you feel better." Oh shoot. Okay, um, well, it's too late to go back, but I know this podcast has a, a huge audience, huge number of audience. I knew it. I, See, I know now it. you're lying. Now I know you're lying. I'm not lying. This is true. Because, like, I mean, like, I, I've sh- I'm sharing, I've been sharing your podcast to, like, people I've known. And then, like, I've been telling you, the, I've been telling these guys, like, how amazing you are and, like, the, con- the content that you've been putting out. And, and I really love the how, like, this, Today, I, I don't know how long we've been talking for this a podcast. Long time. A, fair, a long time. We know it's a very time. I didn't even realize like how the time flies, you know, because the conversation, the conversation has been great. And I think it's really similar to when I was listening to your other like episodes. I was like, I ha- I'm, I was having so much fun just listening to it, you know, like I, I don't know those people like personally, but like it felt really personal just listening to those podcast or those episodes yeah thank you very much yeah yeah so i don't know why i'm being so cheesy right now but yeah (laughs) that's because you felt guilty and you had to make us feel better no that's not true Uh, but thank you but (laughs) (laughs) But thank you for sharing the podcast that's really nice yeah well Uh, i yeah i I think i don't know i think i'm running out of questions here (laughs) <laughs> Adam, you got any anything major? Anything? Any other concerns? I, I don't. I really don't. This has been a great episode, and I think this is a good time to wrap it up. Alrighty, folks. Thank you. thank you. Thank you for listening in. Uh, I cut off Adam again, so Adam, go back to what you're saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you so much for spending your time with us, Megan, and answering all of our questions and being a great guest. Um, guest host. Oh, pardon me. Alright, alright, you're pushing it. <laughs> I'm trying to get more people to listen to it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You were complimenting before, now you're shitting on how we do it. That's okay, that's okay. We'll have Megan on a future episode and she'll be able to interview another guest herself and we will just yes, be please. the flies in the room. It'll be perfectly fine. Yes. It'll be a yes. wonderful episode. It will be coming possibly in the next month or so. We'll force that to happen. Ooh, I love Ooh. that idea. <laughs> All right, setting a timeline. Oh, yes. Within the next month, it must be done. But this okay. concludes this episode. This has been our longest episode and it's beautiful. I hope everyone loves it. Megan is great. Jose is, you know, it's Jose. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jose's lame. Megan is great. We get it. I, I didn't say lame. Megan did. <laughs> yeah, All I right. said it. <laughs> but this All right, this folks. Episode. Peace. Goodbye. See y'all. Bye.